Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Torsky Tuesdays. I am your host, Hananya Abraham, and we are starting episode 16. We are on page 45 of Happiness in the Human Spirit. And last episode, we were talking about the famed Viktor Frankl, psychiatrist, uh, that went through four different concentration camps and talking about how when it comes down to it, the thing that he will always have freedom over, that no one can control, is his control over his attitude. And how you have a choice of how to face death. And no one can take that away from him. The ability to choose. And we're going to talk about this concept of choice and what that connection is to happiness. So, continuing on page 45, choices, choices. Who's got the choices? The freedom to choose is one of the most cherished human values. That is one reason why slavery is so abdominal, because it deprives people of the right to make choices. Most of our waking hours are spent making choices. We choose what to wear, what to eat, with whom to associate. Even when we get up and go to work, we have made a choice. We could have stayed in bed all day. And I think just that concept of realizing the amount of choices we make just until breakfast time, or just until lunchtime. There are so many things that we do throughout our day that are choices. What should I be wearing? What should I be eating? What songs should I listen to in the car? What app should I be opening up on my phone first? We do all these things by rote. We don't even realize we're doing them. And I think sometimes it's important just to take a little step back and have awareness about what we're doing and to continue to be able to understand everything that's happening throughout our day. Yes, as precious as the ability and the right to choose is, it is rather surprising how readily we yield to it. Take the workaholic, who seems unable to detach himself or herself from the office. They have to leave her cell phone on at all times, to be frequent in touch with the office when she is on vacation to call the office many times each day. She has yielded her ability to choose and become a slave to the office. Those are very powerful word, uh, words. And also to realize this book was written 20 years ago and how far we've come in the world regarding that concept of always being attached. I mean, I remember when they first... Yeah, this book is actually from 2007, the first printing. So we're talking about 14 years ago. And to think about where he was then from the concept of being co- constantly attached to everything to where we are now and how far we've come, unfortunately, regarding always being attached at the hip to our devices constantly. And that's a choice that we make. That's why, you know, every now and then there's an article that comes out of someone else that tried 30 days social media free, 30 days no electronics on how, what that did for their relationships with others, what they're able to notice and be aware of in the cities that they live the food that they're eating, the shows that they're watching, and just being concentrating on just that thing that they're doing. In DBT therapy, we call it OMM, one mindfully in the moment, and just fully concentrating on something. I think this concept is so foreign to so many people. And we become so by rote in everything that we do. We don't think we're making choices. We're just doing. We become robots. And that we is where that concept of becoming that workaholic actually is. But the other thing he points out over here is being a slave to the office. There's a phenomenal book 
that is on mindfulness. I think there are obviously many books on mindfulness, but someone by, he's in the DBT world, a very, very famous writer and therapist, whose name is Cedar Coons, who wrote a great book, Mindfulness Solution for Intense Emotions. I happen to like the book for any type of situation, not just for intense emotions. I want to read a quote, quote from you over here. When we focus mindfully, when we're able to go ahead and be completely cognizant on what we're doing in the moment, we are building in a brief, a, a brief pause before we act. Because it makes us think, it makes us in control of the situation. Continues uh, Mr. Coons. Within that pause, we can actually recognize that we have a choice about how to act rather than being slaves to our emotions and their urges. And he uses that same quote over here of slaves. A slave is someone that doesn't have the ability to make choices. And we are always in situations where we have a choice to be a slave or to be free when it comes to our choices regarding how much time we're going to spend on work on a certain project or how we're going to react in a certain situation. Just one last point on that. I think one, one of the biggest things that have sort of really taken off during this pandemic are people that are having a social media online presence, YouTube videos, podcasts, all great, awesome stuff. One of the things, and as someone that's trying to get into this a little bit myself, I noticed that one of the common factors that they say, or the common piece of advice that I'm, that I'm given is make sure you constantly are posting. You are doing something every day. There's one person who became very, very famous and has done a very, very good job in his podcast, has posted every single day. He has a seven-day podcast. Every day new material is coming out. Unbelievable. But he's tied down to that work. Now, I'm assuming there are some that are pre-recorded, and he does take off every now and then, and he obviously has the flexibility to work wherever he wants. But for a person to never have a week where you can just step back, not look at anything, that can be very, very difficult and very hard. That's when we become slaves to the, whatever it is that we're doing. So continuing over here from Dr. Torsky, we're only two paragraphs in today so far. What about the man who is addicted to making money? We all need money for the necessities of life, for some luxuries, which could be a good thing, by the way, if done correctly, and to put away for a rainy day. But what if someone has more than enough money for all these, yet exerts himself to make more money? When the multi-billionaire J. Paul Getty was asked, how much money is enough? He answered, just a bit more. You think, as famous as, as Mr. Getty was, think about what that concept means of, here's a man that had pretty much anything he wanted in the world, but yet he was a slave. He was a slave to making money. I don't know about his happiness, but I think it's fair to say that someone that's a slave by choice to something, much harder time being happy. There is an antidote, continues Dr. Torsky, but a psychiatrist who asked the man who was consulting him, what's your problem? I don't have any problems, the man said. Then why have you come to see me? My family made me come. They think I have a problem, the man said. And what does your family think is wrong with you, said the psychiatrist. They think there's something wrong with me because I like pancakes. That's absurd. There's nothing wrong with liking pancakes. 
Why, I like pancakes myself. You really do? The man's eyes brightened. I have crates full of pancakes in my attic. If there is a person has so many billions of dollars that even if he has an has entire family lived a thousand years, they cannot consume more than a small fraction of the wealth, yet he vigorously exerts himself to, to make more money, how is that really different from the person collecting pancakes in his attic? People are addicted to making money that they cannot use, have surrendered their ability to make an intelligent choice. What a powerful statement. If someone is constantly doing something. Now, I do believe someone, I don't think what he's talking about here is someone that has made billions of dollars, but yet needs to keep themselves busy so they continue working in that company that they created. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, and I don't think that's what Dr. Torsi is talking about. But if someone's doing it so that he can make more money, that's where the problems arise. The fallacy of addictions was well put by Matthew Kelly in his book, The Rhythm of Life. You can never get enough of what you don't really need. Wow, 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 what a statement. The things that we don't necessarily need are the things that we're constantly striving for and we always need more from. Finishing up this little piece over here. Although we have a priority on our freedom, even go out to war or risk our lives for it, we may submit to habits that are every bit as tyrannical as a dictator. Every normal human being, for instance, wants to avoid premature death and the suffering of lung, lung cancer and, or heart disease. Yet you will see people standing in front of an office building Sub-zero weather, shivering with cold, while they poison themselves with nicotine. They may say, I wish I could stop smoking, but I just can't. They have surrendered their free will to this deadly habit. This is equally true for other addictions, such as alcohol, drugs, or compulsive gambling. They all cause symptoms of SDS, spiritual deficiency syndrome. We sometimes like to think that we do not have a choice. Children, let's face it, adults too, often blame others for the behavior Saying the equivalent of, he made me do it. While it may be easier to attribute our choices and forces outside ourselves, we are responsible for our actions precisely because we have the ability to make choices. Exercising free will and making choices are of pivotal importance to our identity and happiness as human beings. Let's read that one more time. Exercising free will and making choices, which we are choosing to make, are of pivotal importance to our identity and happiness as human beings. So the fact that we're able to make choices, the fact that we have free will, that is the core, the nucleus of what our identity is and how to bring about happiness in us as human beings. Science identifies and classifies human beings as homo sapiens, from the Latin uh, to know which makes intelligence the single defining feature of humans. I think the homo chooser, whatever the word for choice is in Latin, would be more appropriate. Even if an animal were to gain intelligence, it would not be human. The ability to choose freely is what makes us human. And human beings are the only possible creatures in the planet that have that that ability, and we're very lucky to have that. So to sum it up, Choice is something that makes us who we are and is the ultimate form that separates us as human beings from any other living creature in this world and is one of the most important keys 
to happiness. The next time we meet, we will continue with this and the concept of how to make better choices. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. Any questions, comments, or concerns, please reach out and email me, kosherkounseling at gmail.com.